This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Drive the Lane Podcast, recording on the Sunday after the game in which Ohio State, shocker, won again, making it eight in a row. Ohio State basketball, 2-0 and this week, defeating Morgan State and Kent State. And we have an interview with the tallest man that we have ever seen, Gregory Odin. A very, very fun, interesting, and incredible interview with Gio. This is an awesome episode. We introduce a new segment, which is our college basketball recap segment. And that's all coming up after this ad for High Street Tees. High Street Tees are the best t-shirts. Not sure if you saw them, but they were featured in Barstool Sports live stream of the game. So High Street Tees is going global. The best shirts, the best gifts for the holidays. And we're going to get you a discount. Head on over to highstreettees.com slash DTL. And once you got your shirts in your cart, check out. Use promo code DTL15 for 15% off your order. Like we said earlier, Ohio State football is undefeated when we wear the High Street Tees shirts. And now they can be undefeated when you wear them too. 15% with our promo code DTL15. Highstreettees.com slash DTL. Buckle up. Drive the lane with Greg Oden. All right, we are back. The Drive Lane Podcast is back on the Letterman Road Networks. You know it, you love it. The Drive Lane Podcast here after Ohio State's big weekend, not only in football, of course, but in basketball too. The Buckeyes were undefeated, three and zero, two and zero in basketball, one and zero in football, and obviously the biggest game was beating that team up north. That is uh, breaking news. No longer our rival. Yeah, I, I was going to start off the show by saying this. I always argue with my friends. What's the bigger rivalry, the Iron Bowl or the game? And I think it's the Iron Bowl because both teams need to win for it to be a rivalry. Yeah, and there's there's usually something in the Iron Bowl, something matters, you know, like whether it's Alabama trying to make the playoff or Auburn trying to crush Alabama to get out of the playoff or something. This game was meaningless. It looked meaningless. Um, <laughs> it's actually unbelievable. We, I kind of, I think I might have said it before. For basketball, we, yeah, we wanted to beat Michigan because. Um, you know, Ohio State has bad blow with Michigan, all that stuff, the football rivalry, yada, yada, yada. But we looked at other schools like, uh, you know, Indiana or or um, Michigan State or Purdue or whoever. We wanted to beat those guys maybe even more. Um, so maybe that's starting to, to turn for Ohio State because the Penn State game was way better, and it seems like we play Wisconsin every year in the Big Ten Championship. So, um, like I said before, breaking news, we Ohio State football has a new rival. But I think it's interesting to note that every year Ohio State is playing to get into the playoff or to get the Big Ten Championship, something like that. Michigan's usually playing to decide which of the Florida Bowls they're yeah. going to be in. Whether they're going to be in the Boca Raton, Wet the Beak Bowl, or, mm-hmm. or the Go Daddy Supercharger Bowl. Or, or the Drive the Lane uh, Fiat 500 Bowl. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> but... Seriously, it's just it's just not a rivalry, and it sucks. Yeah. Because Urban Meyer killed the I rivalry. I mean, it sucks for for Michigan. It sucks for us. Urban Urban Meyer killed the rivalry. I saw a stat that uh, Michigan. I I might be botching this a little bit. When Tressel took over, Michigan was fifty eight and thirty two, fifty six and thirty two against Ohio State, and now they're fifty eight and fifty six. <laughs> yeah, that's since Tressel took I'd over. Literally, I know we've lost once in fourteen games or whatever it is. I don't remember us losing in my entire life. 
Like I don't remember. I don't even remember that game. I think they beat Trestle once, and they beat Luke Fickle when he was the coach. I literally don't remember. So Luke Fickle. I mean, that was like the worst Ohio State team of right, our lifetime. But yeah, but still, there's been bad Ohio State teams that have beaten them too. So right, but it's I just, literally don't remember. It's sad for them, it's like we bad. were saying. Luckily, Michigan's a football or a basketball school anyway, so they'll be just fine. But we we should we should definitely talk about the upcoming Big Ten championship where Ohio State is a laughable 15 point favorite yeah. over Wisconsin. Anytime you're in a in a conference championship, it should not be. That lopsided of yeah. a line. I mean, last year, Northwestern was, what, 14 or something like that, which is mm-hmm. like, okay, that's Northwestern, but now it's, you know, Wisconsin. And uh, Wisconsin, theoretically, a more, you know, formidable opponent and uh, supposed to be even more of a blowout. So I I don't see the Bucks losing. I don't see them losing by more than two touchdowns either. So, um, or less than two touchdowns, I guess. So I, I th- remember we talked earlier in the year, we talked about it our live show, we talked about it a little bit after that we were scared to potentially play Wisconsin twice because you never want to play two teams twice. Yeah, I'm not but it doesn't Wisconsin. work like that when the gap is as large as it is. It doesn't work like that when um, you blow them out the first. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, when Ohio State goes into the game knowing they're not going to lose, then, yeah, you're right. It just doesn't uh, doesn't work like that. Are you going to Indy? Uh, I don't know. I th- I might. I, I have some buddies are that are going down there, and it's a perfect middle ground from my Ohio, you know, my Ohio friends and you know the Chicago peeps. So it's definitely a possibility. Uh, if anyone wants to give me tickets, I'd appreciate that. So yeah, please. Uh, I will not be in attendance, but I will Facetime you at the end of the game. Great. I don't. I if I'm going <laughs> right now, if I'm going to India, I don't think I'm going to the game. Just would be fun to to be there and and you know feel the atmosphere. That you know because that atmosphere will be very. Uh, palpable. So that'll be twice in the span of uh, two and a half weeks that you're down in Indy. Yeah, um, love Indy. Shout out to shout out to Indy. Um, <laughs> that place, Indy, is the best like major sporting event town like in the in the country because it is perfectly built to host a Final Four, to host the Big Ten Championship, to host the Big Ten Tournament for basketball. Uh, it just it has the downtown atmosphere, but also you can walk around everywhere and you don't, you know, need to Uber to places and you don't um, need to stay out of the city because it's too expensive. There's just, it's just easy. Uh, it's even better than, obviously, I'm biased to Chicago for the Big Ten tournament, at least. Um, Indy, we had zero, we would like walk to the to the arena and then in Chicago, it was like a 20 minute drive to go three miles. So, um, yeah, uh, Indy's awesome. Just, it's so much fun to, to be there. Uh, the atmosphere is great and, should be a blast, especially when the Bucks take it home and we head to the to the playoff as the number one seed. Before we get to our college basketball talk, Joe Burrow just about secured the Heisman. Not only did he secure the Heisman, he had the cool his high. It not often is the Heisman moment something that is off the field, but <laughs> when he came out of the locker room wearing Burrow spelled like a you know like a Cajun would spell it, um, not only did he win the hearts of everyone if they haven't already, he probably cemented uh, a statue. Um, being presented in his honor years later when, when they, uh, uh, hopefully they don't. It'd be cr- it's gonna be so crazy when they play Ohio State I in the championship. But um, obviously his legacy will be incredible because he brought them back to uh, stardom and he's a, he'll win a Heisman. So um, forever, forever a legend, Joe Burrow. All right, we'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, it's basketball season. College though. basketball. Yeah, it's basketball season. Uh, go Tigers. Yeah, I can't do – if you guys can't tell, my voice is a little uh, hoarse, not even from the game, but I don't know what's going on, but I can't do my 
go, I go Tiger side chance. We just got to get you healthy. We got to get you healthy for Indy. I just need some green tea. And you got to bring a towel to Indy. Oh my God. Your voice is gone. Yeah, we're losing it. All right. We want to introduce you guys to our uh, our new college basketball You segment. might recognize it. Uh, it's a spinoff of a popular podcast. Uh, so kind of. Yeah. Kind of. You'll, it'll be fun. All right. Shout out Clark Kellogg. Welcome back to the College Basketball Recap Show. I'm your host, Andrew Zolden. We're going to recap all the crazy and interesting things that happened this week in college basketball. We move to the East Region for the Battle for Atlantis, where the Wolverines of Michigan defeated the Bulldogs of Gonzaga. The Tar Heels of UNC were also defeated by Michigan in the tournament. Oh, Andy, man, do those Wolverines look fantastic in the early going this year. I'm your co-host, Joey Lane, and today we bring you the West Region, where in the Maui Invitational, the Jayhawks of Kansas knock off the Dayton Flyers. But man, does Dayton look like a formidable opponent moving forward. In the South region, we had a huge upset where the Lumberjacks of Stephen F. Austin defeated the unbelievably good, normally, <laughs> Blue Devils of Duke. A sad game for Coach K, who is suffering some back pain, but looks to get back on the, on the court next week. Get well soon, Coach. But that's all great and dandy, but then you look at the West, and in the West region, the most fantastically fast-paced region, Marcus Howard dropped 51 points for the Marquette Golden Eagles against the USC Fighting Trojans. You know, the Trojans used to be so, so good. Not sure what happened to them. And you can't forget our Buckeyes, Joseph. We're in the Midwest region. The Buckeyes beat Morgan State and Kent State in the battle of the states between Ohio State, Kent State, and <laughs> Morgan State. You know where the Buckeyes played the game against Kent State, don't you? St. John Arena. Oh, man, is that a fun place to play. But, man, the Big Ten has some fantastic teams in the early going. Three teams at 7-0, including Maryland, Michigan, and, of course, your Ohio State Buckeyes. Look for the Buckeyes to be in the top five. Question mark? At the end of at the, at this, this next week's AP poll. We'll find out. Back to you in the studio, Greg Gumble. All right. It's all fun and games, but now we bring you the serious, not so serious. Greg Odin for a fantastic interview. Gio is the man, my scout team center, the most dominant practice player I've ever seen in my four years at Ohio State. And don't you dare label the guy a bust because if it weren't for injuries, he would be one of the best players to ever play the center position. So without further ado, we have Greg Oden. We now welcome on to the Drive the Lane podcast, easily the most recognizable guy around Columbus, Ohio, Greg Oden. <laughs> Gio, <laughs> welcome to the show. What is up, my man? I'm good, fellas. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, Joey slash Smoke, it is great <laughs> to see you, sir. So great to see you as well. Every time I come back to Columbus, we talk about meeting up. We've been in the same arena for a basketball game. Yes. But it is now that our, pa our paths finally crossed again after our beautiful senior night together. I know, that was awesome. <laughs> it makes me feel so good. What, how long ago was that? About six months, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I mean... I don't know about you. It feels like, for me, it was forever ago. Yeah, I mean, a lot has happened yeah. since then. And it. I wish – I keep on saying May, like May was just recently. But it was like, damn, man. That's a it long was time a while ago. ago. I, now it's raining and cold and snowy. It's like, it's not May anymore. So I have to let this be known that we are sitting in Andrew Dockett's <laughs> 
apartment and um it's our columbus studio <laughs> i have never been here and i love that you were the one to invite me here so we definitely have to get on him for that yeah so. and doc could just make a guest appearance if you're watching us on youtube oh, yeah. yeah i might be blocking his head but it's okay i'm also named it's, andrew <laughs> so it's <laughs> so it uh that actually works that works out yeah, perfect works yeah. out. <laughs> well when we we actually interviewed Dan Dockage, and he kept saying, like, yeah, Andrew, 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 Andrew. And I kept thinking, like, he's not talking about me, right? He's not talking about, he's not talking <laughs> about me. Well, we call you Zoldan anyway. Yeah, that's my last name. Zoldan. First name Andrew, A to Z. You know, it's kind of cool. <laughs> no, that, that is cool. It's like I like that you name. have my last name in your last name. Oh, di- you're right. Yes. Not spelled the it, same. It, yeah. but, it is, the same but, it is, but it is pronounced. Cool. Very cool. That's awesome. I'm going to start wow. telling people that. It's like, yeah, Zoldan, like Odin, but like with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> and an L. <laughs> All right. But other than coming to Dockage's house for podcasts, what are you up to these days? Uh, a lot. Um, raising a baby girl, which is number one. That's awesome. Uh, have a beautiful family. Um, I have recently done some speaking to uh, a lot of the NBA guys, uh, some college kids, high school kids. Um, and then most recently, I am starting to work for this company called Educore, which is a financial education company um, doing some things. It's, it's going to be good in the future. I don't know how much I can say just yet because the press release just came out yesterday but uh, I'm pretty excited about that that's That's awesome awesome. yeah yeah Yeah, we we um you know we talk all the time about what we are you know what we're looking to do what we're trying to do and you've mentioned coaching and this is I would say a similar path to coaching because you you know correct me if I'm wrong the majority of the reason you wanted to go into coaching was to teach about you know what you went through how you know, how you came out stronger than ever and just influence young adults in the best way possible. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, as you all know in the basketball world, um, coaching and teaching, you know, goes hand in hand. And uh, I think back in my day, I've seen some good basketball. You know, I've played with some pretty decent players. And, uh, you know, I know from a younger kid, just having somebody with that type of experience to just teach you the game. And also, I'm from Indiana. You know, that's the mecca of basketball. Yeah, Yeah, well – we can we can pump the brakes a little bit on that being a Chicago guy, but I will say I will say driving through Indiana, you see hoops everywhere. It's Every impressive. House. Like it's it's impressive. Like I in my neighborhood, there's a lot of hoops because like people just have a lot of money, so they so there's basketball hoops everywhere. But in Indiana, you drive through the neighborhoods like. There's like two basketball hoops on some drivers. It's insane. It's weird if you don't have a basketball. Right, that you're, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, you mentioned some good basketball players. I guess we should probably talk about some of the best that you played with. If you had to give like a top five, you can, whether it was high school, um, college, NBA, who are some of the favorite guys, you know, strictly basketball-wise that you played with? Um, so high school, got to go with uh, Mike Conley and Daquan Cook. Um, Josh McRoberts, Eric Gordon. Yeah, wait, talk about the best AU team of all time first. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't play on that one with uh, Ron Artest oh, it's, or the no. Atlanta Celtics. No, 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 I'm no, just no, no, saying. No, no, no. You really think that's a better team than, than I, your spe- – it was Spies, right? It you, was Spies yeah. and D-Heat. Um, I don't know because um, we never had a chance to play against each other. And, I mean – a lot of people talk about that Ron Artest's AAU team, mm-hmm. that they were just unstoppable. Um, and then at Atlanta Celtics, I mean, they had freaking, it seemed like four 
NBA bigs in the starting lineup. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, me and Josh can guard two of them. I but. mean, yeah, but how many can play at one time? You're right. At, you're right. I mean, but, shoot, you ever watch them? They played together. What was it? Um, Randolph, um, Dwight Howard, Josh Smith. I mean, the dudes were also going from high school to the NBA on that team, exactly. too, which is, I mean, that just shows you that they were physically just yeah. dominating. Yeah. And, I mean, like, your team would unbiasedly – like, your team, how many games did you guys lose? Uh, it was either three or four. Yeah, like, that's insane, and that's not in one year. Who'd, like you, who'd you lose to? Do you, like, know? I like, remember one time we lost to H-Town. Um, anyone notable on that team? He played uh, He played for Memphis. His last name, Douglas Roberts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the national championship game yeah. with, with D-Rose. Yeah. Speaking of D-Rose, also on one of the best AU teams of all time when he him yes. and Eric Gordon. When mm-hmm. Eric, after we all graduated. Right, yes. exactly. Just make sure it was after that because exactly. Eric was on our team first, uh-huh. just so y'all know. <laughs> right, the best AU team of all time. Can you just list them real quick? It's you, Josh McRoberts, Eric Gordon. Uh, Daquan Cook and Mike Conley, Curtis White, Darren Granger. Mark Titus, uh, <laughs> Grayson Flitner. But we make fun of Mark a lot. He was a good basketball player, though. He was a great basketball And he player. was taller than everyone else, too. Yes, he was actually one of the best shooters in Indiana. Right, which is insane. And <laughs> which you, I mean, yeah. I, everyone listening has no idea that Mark was actually a good basketball player, but you don't get on Ohio State by accident unless you're best friends with my colleague. I right mean, <laughs> No, it's because he was actually pretty darn good. Right. Um, I right. still like telling the story that one day I came back after I got drafted. And I think it was his junior year, and he just was out of it. And then we played an open gym, and it was me, Mark, uh, high school Aaron Craft, <laughs> and two other guys. And I don't even think I remember their names. I don't remember their names. Um, of course. And we literally ran the court. Against Evan Turner, Diebler, Dallas Lauderdale, all those guys. Aaron Kraft, obviously, in the summers, all the former Ohio State guys could come back and play, whether it was even you when you were working out to get back to China. And, um, you know, obviously the list goes on and on. It was Diebler, Kraft, E.T. D. Ross even came back a couple times. Like, those are the best pickup games ever. But whatever team Aaron Kraft was on, he always won. Uh, Yeah. He, he's a winner. A winner. I, and I'm just going to say it started when he came to that open gym. Of course. Right? Yeah, you put, set the I foundation. I put myself in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we, I, we've talked about some great teammates um, basketball-wise. What about strictly, you know, basically, locker room guys? Basically, ba- we want to know about LeBron. That's usually what it gets to. Yeah, I, I mean, mean if, but yeah. for one, I'm going um, – that whole entire Miami Heat team, in their own way, um, were just all great people yeah. um, and stand-up guys. I mean, Shane Battier is one of my all-time favorite people in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really look at him as one of my best friends because he he gave me so much knowledge and uh, – being that nice and somehow being a Duke guy. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, I mean, and then I go Mike Conley. I mean, Ray Allen, I sat next to him on the planes. Um, all those guys from the Heat, uh, Portland, Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge, um, Jawan Howard, you know. Whoa. Ooh, Marcus Canby, Andre good. Yeah, we Miller, good. Steve we move on. Blake. Yeah, what? Oh, no, no. Jawan's my guy. I just no, talked every, to Jawan. Everyone seems to love him, but now, what do you, I mean, you should, go, you should go to Michigan practice and spy. Uh, I actually will. I think I want to go see a Michigan practice. Of course. Um, but 
I'm not gonna spy. Yeah, no. Yeah. He, he was literally so it's crazy. So it was like he was my teammate in Portland. He was my coach in Miami, and now he's wouldn't that team up north again and it kind of hurts yeah it's wild everyone just a crazy journey do you ever uh like see durant and you're like yo i went one screw you you went two like brag to him or no no (laughs) well i mean you seem like a nice guy but i thought maybe you'd be like yo no durant man i love durant um kd is a cool dude man it was crazy because at the draft I was doing so much. I'm pretty sure my uncle told me that he's seen and talked to KD more than he's talked to me <laughs> that whole entire time in New York. So, I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed KD. You know, uh, get well soon, my brother. He's definitely listening. That's good. That's good. Yeah. To well, this, this, hopefully he hears that, you know. Yeah, and it oh. just brings up. Somebody's going to get it to him, and then you guys are going to get your name out there. That's exactly. what we're hoping to Perfect. start right. Perfect. Right. Exactly. So, KD. Gio wishes you the best. Yes. Is there is there like a group text with all the NBA players that have been drafted first overall? No. Can we start one? No. <laughs> okay, wait. We have to get back to LeBron just because it's LeBron. You, We always talked about in the locker room because your locker was next to mine in the locker room when, when you were uh, um, uh, a manager, in air quotes. Um, yeah. And you always showered with your own towel. You didn't use um, – the shots towels, and it was a Miami Heat towel with Odin. What were some of the best gifts that you got, um, whether it's from the teammates or from from the Heat while you're there? You know, it's crazy. It was so many gifts that now that y'all put me on the spot, I can't <laughs> think of the best ones. You can listen. I mean, because LeBron was always giving us stuff. I know I mean, you've, t- you've told me plenty of times. Uh, Bird was always giving us stuff. Ray was always. It felt like, like I know they weren't like trying to go against each other but it was <laughs> like it was kind of like i felt like one time I, I had to give some stuff like somebody gave me some basketballs and i was like i mean i know they're not going to use it but <laughs> i'm gonna put it on their locker because i gotta feel like i gotta give some gifts too like i gotta be a part of this um but to just go about lebron man he's one of the most talented people um just as a a person who's a business how he handles his affairs and then comes out there and put that effort in out there on the court. And I swear to God, I seen the man in practice jump from the free throw line and a half court set and dunked over the whole entire defensive squad. <laughs> like it, it was freaking amazing. I was look, I was literally riding the bike and I swear it was like the first day of like practice. It was. I swear it was the first day or second day, and the assistant coach, Coach Fisdale, literally looks at me and goes, you're going to see more than that. I was like, what? You, what? It's just saw this man jump from the free throw line in practice, like, in a scrimmage. Oh, but we should mention that he was doing steroids then, right? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What? No, when he was on the heat, this is I'm cutting theory. this out. This I'm is, cutting this out. This Please is an, cut this. this I refuse. An, wait, no, no, no. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Andrew Goldstein, who you know, former Ohio State GA. Oh. He told me this is his theory, and he's a New York guy. That's why he doesn't Now you're incriminating this guy. Yeah, I am. That's fine. He won't care. Goldstein. Goldstein (laughs) Berg, as I called him. But he he said when LeBron was on the heat, he was – that was when everyone was talking about how he's 6'9", 285, all muscle. They start testing for HGH. The next year, he slums down to 265. Coincidence? 
I refuse to believe. Uh, I'm even. just going to move past yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. Next question. <laughs> this side of the room I, is I extremely uncomfortable. I'm going to go ahead and scoot <laughs> over here. What's going on? Yeah, man? I don't we're know. Got, let's yeah. go Dockers here yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're going to move completely <laughs> back past that from, sorry. from that topic because this is a pro-LeBron podcast. I'm I know you're a pro-LeBron. Always, I mean, always. Well, who's the, who's the greatest player of all time? <sighs> yeah. Wilt Chamberlain. Whoa, okay. Center bias. Yeah. That's I, I respect I, that you though. Know what? Most dominant you, I, maybe. I will I, you can say center bias, but the more I learn about the history and they said that man would literally they were like, Well damn, well you can't even pass. So he'll just go out and average like eleven assists or actually was it like twelve or thirteen assists one year? Like he just they had to he change rules for all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, didn't they outlaw dunking after he started dunking a lot? I thought no, that they was made the lane. They, in, yeah, high, that in college. Yeah. They made the lane. They either made the lane wider, or they made the three second rule because of him. Mm. I think they made. They had to make the three second rule. Because I don't know that. All I know is anything that man wanted to do in the basketball court, he did. All right. So, speaking of unstoppable players. Obviously, yourself. Pretty nice. We were going to go there. Before you got here, I was like, I was like, you know, it's been about twenty-five years since uh, Odin was on Ohio State. I'm going to watch some. <laughs> I'm going to watch some highlight refreshers. Okay. Okay. And oh it was just God. like it was like fifteen minutes of you just getting the ball down low, one dribble dunk, and you would pull your feet all the way up, basically to the backboard. I thought you were going to do like a backflip off the backboard. And I told Joey, I was like, I was like, this is kind of boring. You just Dunks and scores every single every time. time he touches it. Oh, that's boring. Oh, okay. that's <laughs> why good, the, I did it. And the did best, it over and over the again. The best kind of boring ever. Yes. There was like three dunks in a row where you dunked it so hard and you lift your legs up that you kick the ball into the ref's like chest. <laughs> oh no! In and high school, I swear this was the best. In high school, I used to dunk and I used to catch the ball between my legs <laughs> and then I would come down and start walking like nothing was going on, like getting back on defense. And I'd be like, what? Tee him up like something. It's like uh, what I do. What I do. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that like the like six foot kids or whatever who like just get out of U.S. history or like or geometry and they're like, all right, we have a basketball game, basketball game. You today. Go and they Greg get in their court and it's <laughs> seven feet plus Greg Oden catching the ball, dunking on you, and then walking down the court with the ball in between his legs <laughs> after you failed your algebra. No. So what does his dad say to him after the game? <laughs> so I did just talk to a high school football team and I walked in. I'm looking. I'm like. God, they all look like they're nine. <laughs> and then, like, the first thing I say is, like, yeah, um, just imagine, like, tomorrow I walked in, skinnier face, this same height, <laughs> same beard. And like, and, like, I'm literally walking by them. They're, like, here, like, twigs. And I'm like, God, I, I know why people thought I was old when I was Yeah, people... In. People, you actually like kind of look younger now. So you've been I'll doing take that. You've been it's doing it's a good the job. Hair. It's the so hair. that's why. Hair too. Yeah, the hair. people used to be like, "He's no, no way. He's nineteen. No way. He's eighteen. Blah blah." And I was like, "I think he is. <laughs> like, pretty sure he is." But you know, you know, know who the second there. coming of that was? Daniel Giddens. I thought he was yeah. twenty five when Except I. Except that's Kansas. really not the second coming because not number yeah. one pick. I mean, so I didn't get a chance to spend that much time because when I came. Back from China, that was actually the right. year that they was there. So uh, I don't know. I didn't. I'm get not a comparing to him to you. I love DG. Well. I'm not comparing him to you. I'm just saying. Where is he at now? He's at Vermont, and he's doing really well too. Really? Yeah. Their team That's is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, what's a more physically dominant object? 
Greg Oden in the post for the Great Wall of China. Um, Wait, anyway, I have a better, better version of that question. Since since we Ohio State just beats Penn State when we're recording this, who is more dominant in college, you or Chase Young? Good, good question. Thanks. This is a great question. Um, Chase Young, you got to think about this. This man, so for Ohio State history, well, he has 15 and a half sacks. He might have 16 and a half 16. when the game was done. Okay, yes. Okay, yeah. so Vernon Goldston had 14? Or yeah, 14. Um, this man actually just sat out two games. <laughs> what, what and we still got games to go. Yes, and we still got games to go. This mm-hmm. is I'm I'm I hope he wins the highest. That'd be pretty cool, right? Or like now that football is more offensive to have a defender come in and win the highest. That would be I, big time. I know someone who I'm. I mean, it's definitely not me, but I know someone who bet that he would win the Heisman. It's a pretty nice payout. So I hope he wins the Heisman too for that person that put that bet in. How much you put out? 10 to win 100. <laughs> <laughs> so it's $10 that I'll never care about, but it's $100 that I'll definitely care about. Okay, if we're talking dominant players, we should talk about someone you felt could could stop you. Is there anyone that you th- were Or like, that you couldn't stop. Yeah, is there anyone that you went into, whether it was in, not, probably not in college, but maybe like a Roy Hibbert, but like a guy in the NBA that you were like, shit. Boy, like, you just name dropped someone. Well, we just well, watched the highlights no, no, like but two I, minutes ago. That's oh, why. Okay. No, but like, you know me. I, I mean, I know. The only thing I know is college basketball. Um, let me see. So it's tough. I hated gar- guarding Carl Landry. Because he yeah, was so had- strong, <laughs> and he was just – he was able to, to pull me out to the three-point line. I, I hated guarding him. I mean, that's kind of like big baby as well at that time. Guys who are, are short, <laughs> who can get under my leg, strong, <laughs> and then I have to go out, and they had a little bit of quickness. Um, but I remember the first time I had to guard Shaq. It was literally like his back was this table. Like I remember I didn't see the ball. Like that I was sucks, Shaq. For, That's big boy Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> and then Yao, man. Yao was just so big. Like no matter what you did, you couldn't move him. And then he would turn around and shoot a fadeaway jump shot in your face. And you're like, dude, you're Seven three, man. Like, what, how are you fading away? It's the, that's making it even more unfair. Is but there anyone that, that you that you watch now or recently that you're like, holy shit, that dude is incredible? Not maybe not comparing him to someone like you, but someone that you're like, wow, like that dude is unstoppable, unguardable. Whether college, NBA, whatever. Is there anyone that comes to mind for that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. I don't want to name them in order. Yeah, no but, particular order. Um, I'm going Embiid is one of them, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis. Um, I like Vucevic as well. Um, and I was a big DeMarcus Cousins fan. Um, I definitely thought he was the number one center in the league before his injuries. Um, but then a lot of these young guys, are, they run, man. They run. And – that's something I'll be like, hold on, man. Hold on. Try to trip him or something. Like, hold on. So Grab his jersey, like, give one of these. Throw the ball like so they can't take it out so fast. That's why you dunked like, it. That's yes. why you dunked it like that. Yes. So, you can run back so I'll go and I'll catch my legs and walk a couple of steps. And then like, oh, yeah, y'all yeah, take it. I got to get back. But, nah, I mean, all those centers and then, you know, the, the guards. The number one unstoppable guy in the league, though, is KD. Yeah. I mean, a healthy KD is just – he's impossible to guard. And even when you do get there, he'll just shoot over you because he's like 6'10", 6'11". So. How, t- how tall is he actually? 6'11". He's not 7 feet? 
Uh, he might be seven feet with his shoes on. Because I we were I, stuff when, a couple pairs of socks when, and his shoes. Too, when Texas was playing on ESPN the other day, we we're watching, and he was sitting courtside, obviously, because it was in New York, and they're talking about how he insists on being listed at under seven feet, even though he is. But who, um, I mean, you would be the best judge, considering. I mean, I mean, I, I can see why. Um, but like for me, like I'm six eleven and a half, but I don't go around saying that. That's just too much. Right. So I just go seven feet. Yeah, you're a footer. Yeah, you yeah know, exactly. It's easy. So you're lying. Just, no, 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 no. It's, it's the same. With my shoes on, though. <laughs> yeah. That adds it. And when do you not have your shoes on? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I'm five eleven. I'm six feet on a good day, but I just say I'm I'm a footer because like. Your back's not hurting. You're feet. standing yeah, up straight exactly. that day. So I, I have these pair of, of Timberland boots, and something I've noticed is, is that I can stand on my tippy toes without bringing the bottom of the shoe up, so it doesn't look like I'm. Sounds like your shoes are way too big for you. <laughs> well, no, I've, I've, I've found a trick within this pair of shoes. It's a height loop. So hole. I can make myself like, like five eleven and a half, really close to six feet, and you can't tell that my feet are off the ground. You know what? He got the Timberland heels. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> I did see someone the other day at the barbershop. The dude looked like he was walking on his toes, but he was he wasn't, and he was a short dude. Yeah. And and his boots I've never seen before. I was Heels. like, I was like, those are women's boots. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. Be. yeah. How? What's, He's just working on his calves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, size shoe do you wear? Nineteen. When oh when <laughs> when were you a size nineteen? Uh. Freshman year of high school. <laughs> I mean, no, because I was 17 then. So it had to be before, like, junior year. You have to get, like, you can't just, like, go to Foot Locker and be like, yo, I'm size 17. You have to custom get your shoes. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say custom. I mean, I'm still a Nike athlete. They, yeah, you, you know, are. They, they hook you up a little bit. <laughs> so, um, the Air Odins. Those are the best and, shoes and that we ever saw in oh the locker room. Oh, my gosh. I, I just went home. I just got back from Indiana, and I, I went and got a box of them, actually. I was like, come on, let me get a couple of these. <laughs> see what they looking like. And, the gold, know, I've never wore them, so the like, golden I got, red like, ones. six ones. Those are the best. Yeah. I, mean, I love them. What did you, uh, <clears throat> you wear in the big three? I wore my Air Odins. What you mean? Yeah, I, I literally got ten boxes of, like, <laughs> eight shoes in each box of <laughs> Air Odin's that I've never <laughs> worn before. I think I need to like do something on online and like give them away. Like the the Air Odin's is what's that's what separated you as a member of the Ohio State scout team. Oh yeah, of course. When you, I mean, when you have me, you, C.J. Walker, you in the Air Odin's. I mean, are, <laughs> is anyone going to stop us? Uh, only thing that's going to stop us if Coach told us to go up and down. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I got about two. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I remember Holt, Coach Holt would always, the day of, he would say, hey, gee, just so you know, like, we are going to be going up and down today. And so you'd go hop on the bike and. Uh, let me warm up real quick. <laughs> Head up and down is different. How happy were you when you found a basketball league that was half court and you could just. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm, I love it. Like, I will literally play in this league till they tell me we don't need you no more. The only reason <laughs> they tell you they don't need you is because. No one can stop you. I wish I was that good last year, but yeah. you know, next year I'm gonna be better. Are I you promise. work? Are you working harder with the mindset that you want to play better in the Big Three? Um, when that time comes, yes. You know, it's only in the summertime. I'm not right. killing myself right now. Yeah. To, <laughs> but I mean, I'm trying to stay slim a little bit. Um, but when that time comes, and after going through it, I kind of now know I can be more mentally prepared. What about um, the going against Scalabrini? How, how about that game? 
So, <laughs> so it was funny because everybody was like, dude, why you keep on throwing these elbows? I was like, I really wasn't throwing elbows. I was just playing a big man's game. And somebody's up in your space, you got to use them. Of course. You know? yeah. and, and I wasn't throwing them at his face. I was just trying to get some space. <laughs> you know? I mean, but I guess it was something because it was my first big, good game, I guess. And we won that game. So, yeah. I, I'll take it. And Scal after the game was like, what do you guys want me to do? Like you go out there and you try and guard Greg. <laughs> the, fir- the first, uh, the first jersey that I ever had was a Ohio State twenty jersey. It wasn't Odin because obviously you can't. I was about to say I don't believe you. Right? No, uh, you can. Joey can show you. I, we posted from the Drive the Lane Twitter uh-huh. like a Throwback Thursday picture, and it was Joey like in a four, in his fourteen jersey on the court, like after hitting the three, and it was me like in like fifth grade in my Greg Oden jersey that my mom had to like stretch over her knees for it to fit me. Oh. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I was a big even though I didn't get none of those uh, sales of that jersey. It, you got on the back end though. Like you got drafted and then you made. Uh, it. Uh, yeah, I got She's drafted, sad. but I didn't back into that jersey sale. No, did that's not, come not my way. That's not what I meant, and. I thought, you were t- I thought you were going to take that a completely different way. I'm glad it took you that way. Did you get any years in the NBA in the, like, jersey swap era? Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you know how like when dudes swap, just, like, walk off the court. No. To, so you don't have I any, mean, like, jerseys in your house? I don't or? have any jersey. I got a Jeff Green jersey because his mom and uh, my mom are best friends. <laughs> That's very cute. Yeah. It happens. Jeff Green, uh, I got what? Mike's jersey. Of course, you have Mike's. You got Titus's. Oh wait, no. No, I don't have. <laughs> yeah, I, I never was big. I, I got a bunch of shoes. So like all the teams that I played with uh, in the league, we would all have everybody sign a pair of shoes. And I That's awesome. Keep that. Uh, we want to hear maybe an untold story that's not out there um, that we can be the first to not report, but the first ones to have access to. An untold story. Um, from what era? I feel like <laughs> I feel like NBA is probably crazier. Uh, until maybe like a night out where like Dwayne Wade goes a little too crazy, <laughs> like something. I don't know. I'm just I was just trying to get your mind rolling. <laughs> um, all right. So one time we was in uh, DC, I want to say, and uh, I remember we was with the Heatles. Um, it was. It's just so crazy because I wasn't used to that. Like, I, I came on to that team, so I wasn't used to all that. So I, like, kind of snuck off. I wasn't sitting in the section. I, like, snuck off on the other side of the bar just standing up by myself. You know, just I can see them, make sure they don't leave me. But you know, I was like, that's, that's too much for me. And uh, just chilling by the bar by myself. And then out of nowhere, this head pops up. Gee, you good? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. He was like, yeah, I'm good. He was like, all right. <laughs> and went back to the section. I was like, damn, he cooled in the motherfucker. Can y'all guess who that was? On the Heatles. On the Heatles. Is it an easy answer or a hard answer? It is the easy answer. All right, then it's LeBron. That's when I was really like, damn, that motherfucker's cool, man. <laughs> He's got the juice, man. He's awesome. He just, just snuck up on me and was like, you good? <laughs> and then rolled out. I was like, all right, you know what, after that. He cool. You're like, I might be in the right spot right now. I mean, I did. That's the one thing I I have noticed um, from being on that team and being on other teams and seeing how teams are, um, how that Heat team was, like, such good teammates. 
You know, everybody was going out and ready to put it all on the line every night for each other. But off the court, everybody was trying to be a great teammate, just trying to mesh well together. And you don't realize how much a team needs that until, you know, you don't see it. And you're like, yeah, that's not going to be a good situation in the end. Right. Makes sense. So who's cooler, LeBron or Justin Timberlake? Whoa. I have (laughs) – oh, man. (sighs) I mean, I knew of JT a lot longer. I'm just putting it like this. I, I was a big NSYNC fan. Oh, I'm Team Justin Timberlake. So, I, I mean, I got to go with JT with that one, you know. And, you know, well, we, we did some pretty cool things together. Yeah. I'm not saying we didn't with LeBron. But <laughs> different, I'm just different. saying, you know, watching him grow up from Mickey Mouse Club to – in sync to doing his own thing to me getting on the stage at the SPs and then to going to the Man of the Woods concert, seeing him and Mike Conley in the back actually doing a medley. It was like, hold on now. He pretty cool. Wait, what's that story with Conley? So we got to go to the Man of the Woods and Mike has a relationship with JT when he was in Memphis. So he got us, me and my wife, Mike, his wife, some backstage passes and we were hanging out with them and uh, Mike ended up getting on one of his little soundboards and making his own beat. <laughs> and he came over there and him and Mike was making the beats. And I was like, I'm gonna mess this up. So I just watched from a distance. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. That was that was a cool moment for real. What's your favorite uh, Justin Timberlake song? Uh oh, what's the new one about it? Well, it was not new, but it was the one about his grandparents. Miras. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. Me. Yep, that <laughs> great like, song. Oh my that God. album is yes. incredible. Yes, I yeah. used to listen to that song on repeat for a while. That was your pop up song before games? Uh no. That <laughs> was a retired Greg favorite song. <laughs> I could just so see you got your headphones on getting ready and cry me a river. Oh, cry me a river. As cry me, cry me. me. <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty good. That was good, I yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah, you, have you ever yeah. asked him, like, yo, like, let I me hop on a track. Can we, can we do, like, a duet? I mean, did y'all not know that I actually sang on that stage of when course. I was on the S piece? I mean, that's the most legendary performance of your career. Yes, it was my only performance. <laughs> no, I well, think he means basketball. I mean or anything. Like, well, that was just mean. Well, what's be- what's a better individual right, moment? Slide back over here. What's the best individual moment? Better individual moment? That so you singing on the ESPYS or your block against Tennessee? Um, I think the ball was still in his hands against Tennessee, and. Actually, so it wouldn't have mattered, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like that kind of hurts if you look, young Joey. If you look at it, like, I think the ball was still in his hands, but the block was just, you know, exclamation point. Yes. Um, But that was pretty cool. I ain't going to lie. Like, nobody saw when I did that performance and I stood up and waved. Like, we did this little thing. Like, my suit was pretty big. The tie was big, but yeah. everything else was, like, super small. <laughs> like, the jacket was, like, up here. So... I, I pretty much enjoyed that. And the ESPYs is, like, one of my favorite events of all time. Yeah. Do you have, like, a forever ticket to that? Like, if you want to, can you go no problem? Or you got to buy I hope so. Um, have you been back since that? I have. Uh, not this past year, but the year before that, me and my wife went. Had a good time. I think the ESPYs is definitely on my bucket list in terms of, I mean, it's an athlete award show. Like, that. just yes. the concept of that mm-hmm. is just so cool. And then you just, like, for you – being around LeBron and stuff, you you do that in your sleep. But like for me to see like LeBron and then like Tom Brady like 
That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like to see Tom Brady. I'm a big Tom Brady fan, even though he went to that school up north as well. Yeah, but there's a pass when you're the greatest of all time. No. <laughs> Joe, you haven't learned that No, yet. no, no. There's okay. never well, let me a rephrase. pass. There's yeah, never you've been a saying pass. a lot of things. There's never a pass, <laughs> but you are – you, you don't have to – you have to not hold it against him when you're talking about the GOAT. How about that? Yes. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. I will give that's, you that. That's a better way of if you're uh If you're looking to go to the ESPYs this year and your wife has a conflict or anything, I would be happy to accompany you to the ESPYs. <laughs> so, Joey. Um. <laughs> Wait, okay. Before we let you go, because you've given us way more time than than uh, than necessary, oh. let's let's do a quick uh, Joey Lane story. A quick Joey Lane story. Um because I have a gray one between us. I, I want to you hear that. yours because I'm kind of <laughs> excited to hear yours. Um, my favorite Joey Lane story had to be your last game um, because I was watching it. And I so all the guys come in off the bench and Joey's like trying to defer to everybody and then missed like six shots in a row. I swear to God, I saw it in his face. If you would have saw him turn <laughs> to fucking Superman and hit this three, like <laughs> – he thought he like he knew he could do this. Like everybody was going up missing. He was just like, fuck me, bro. He just shot it in the bed. She was like, I was like, okay, Joey, let's go, Joey. That was or the game. That was the game to win the Big Macs. Yes. Yeah, that you got yes. it. That's important. Yes, it was. Because yeah. I kept missing it. And I was like, Joey, if you don't take this shot, and he did, and he got it. That was awesome. Or we can talk about the time where we just went off on scout team and like we were really like playing coach hope kind of got pissed like, we were so there were times like i mean cj walker obviously is outstanding i mean i was a good basketball player but like as a scout team member like you get this confidence that's like hard mm-hmm. to like put into words because if you screw up like it literally doesn't matter yeah mm-hmm. so there were days where the combination like me danny hummer cj geo and probably robbie like it was robbie whoever whoever was our fifth they could not stop us and yep. to a point where holtman would have to Stop Tell, the drill. Like, he was. He was. I felt like he got mad at us for being too good. Yeah. Like we're, we're having a good day, <laughs> and, we're, and we're laughing. Like that's like. Oh yeah, he definitely got mad. Like at us that's why he's getting mad. Up. Like we're having we're a like, great time. We're celebrating. Like they're in practice. <laughs> we're celebrating our group. Even Coach T is like, go ahead. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you well, didn't. You didn't play in the like manager games though, did you? So I played in. You played in a couple. I have a video. I, I want to say it was, <laughs> I want to play. I played in two. And I think we're t- I'm talking about the manager games against the other yeah, schools. Yeah, like against. I think I played in two. One of them I remember was against uh, Maryland <laughs> because they they brought Juan Dixon, um, and I played in that one. Quick it little was kind of un- unfair. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. And then they were like, "Yeah, Greg," they said. It's too unfair. It was you and then Robbie's shooting NBA three. Robbie is is a manager now, program assistant who is one of the best manager players like ever. Yeah, like Jay Billis even talked about him. Yeah, on a, he on really a, did. Yeah, so shout out to Rob because yes. so so I went to Mizzou and I think Mizzou won the manager championship or something. Ohio State weeks. always like, has the best team. And I and I I remember seeing that and I was like. Odin must not have played in the tournament <laughs> or whatever. I was like, if, they, if they he's on win. the manager team, there's no way Mizzou's so winning. It's weird because whenever they would come to Ohio State, they would go, you know, you can't have any professional basketball experience. Yeah. But then, like, the other teams would, like, bring, like, a guy who's played 10 years overseas. In Belgium or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. And now he's on their staff and he gets to play. But I'm like, they would. They would have so many loopholes when they came to Ohio State because they didn't want Gio to play. They would say – 
only managers, or they would say, you know, you can only bring one guy that's not, you know, and that would be Robbie, obviously, yeah. one guy who's not a manager, like who's within the program. Like, mm-hmm. but there was a point where, like Northwestern, when we went and played at Northwestern, they thought Gio was going to come, and they had a person from the women's program that played professional basketball there just in case <laughs> Gio showed up. I did not know that, and that's not fair. I yeah. wish I would knew that. Exactly. So, but I have to tell my story, obviously, and as soon as I. As soon as I say it happened in Spain, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, my roommate was Danny Hummer in Spain for one of the um, three cities we were at. Um, Danny, Dokic, um, and Gio had been out in the town. Um, and um, and I had also, but I came back a little bit earlier than them. Because um, in Spain, it's cool to stay out till 8 in the morning. Um, and we had a tour the next day. And, uh, and when uh, I was back sleeping, and when they got back, uh, Gio opened the door, ran in, and all seven foot of him jumped on top of me <laughs> and woke me up. And it was like, smoke, smoke, it's time for breakfast. And I'm like, I'm like I don't want to miss the bus or whatever, you know what I mean? And I get up, and it's like 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> and you were just getting back? Yeah. Oh, we, we had some good times. Me, Danny, and Dockish, we uh, ate breakfast every morning. <laughs> Put it like that. Like, I, I, we, I had fun in Spain, but, like, I was under the, like, cultural, like, I want to make sure that I'm enjoying the next day. But you guys were a part of the culture of, I want to experience the nightlife, which well, we I was Well, we did the day, but that was, I know this day you're talking about, because that was the day I missed that tour. Oh, yeah. You and got, then I heard that was the hottest day that yeah, we were there, so I didn't miss much, because they literally was like, we're in this uh, <laughs> small town. It is literally no shade. Everybody's just walking through this abandoned town sweating. No, it's not fair, because as a player, you have, you have to, to go. You have to go, but... <laughs> But when you are an Ohio State legend, you do not have to go. So he was operating under the assumption that he got to sleep until 11 when everyone else got to sleep until 8. So, um, But that was the day that we uh, ended up going to the aquarium in Valencia, which was fun for the people that weren't out till 8.30 in the morning. When they but, got back, I was eating lunch. Like, okay. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm about to go to the beach. Like, what do you guys want to do? We're like, we're all taking a nap. All of us. It was good. But don't let him fool you. This fool was asleep at 12 every night in Spain. <laughs> I was highly 12. disappointed. And actually, I told you every day how disappointed no, no, I was. No, 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 no. And you had every right to be. 12 is a li- That's a little. That's not fair. I had one night where I was out till 4. It's pretty good. Well, because it was a team thing. They made you. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was me. It was me, Key, Danny, and Dockic in a, in a Spanish casino. <laughs> how many pesos did you win? Oh, my God. Let's not talk about that. How much space? Was it negative, like a million euros? But also in Spain, the like we were playing blackjack. It's all virtual. There's no dealer. Like you're just sitting there, and it's like, how am I supposed to win? I'm playing against a robot. But anyway, I have anyway. I have one final question. That's probably the most important question of the interview. What is the most frustrating thing about being seven feet tall? Excuse me, six eleven and a half. (laughs) Airplanes. Yeah. Airplanes. Like, literally from, like, my knees to my back. If I had That's to sit good radio in coach, right <laughs> if I had to sit in coach, like, my leg literally can't fit in between that space. 
Do you still ever sit and coach? Uh, sometimes you have to. Um, if you got to get somewhere and it's overbooked or first class is sold out. And one time this lady didn't want to switch with me. And uh, I remember most of the plane kind of gave her the evil eye, so I didn't have to. Um, and then <laughs> You're too nice of a guy for that, too. I am. But somebody finally switched with me. But that's the worst. Like sitting on the airplane when, when I don't have an exit row or a bulkhead or a first class, I sweat a little bit. You should be the face of a new campaign that allows people that are a certain height when they bring their ID, like you got to scan your ID or whatever to become this person. Like it's just like pre-check um, to have priority access to like the exit row. It's a pretty good idea. Did you just come up with that? I Yeah, it's a pretty good idea. Um, I mean, they're not going to give us like special privileges unless no, we pay for it. But like, that's like almost medical. Like, if you're it, no, if it is a handicap, right? I, I literally use it as a handicap, so that's why I always sit in handicap seats at the movie theater. I need the extra leg room. <laughs> the most, what if you said the most frustrating thing about seven foot is like it was a hard process to get the the movie theater handicaps. So, so, so if someone comes, someone comes up to you. <laughs> In a wheelchair, you're like, look, <laughs> my legs are super um, long. Or would I mean, you get up? There's other ones I would get up. <laughs> You'd be like, across the aisle. And like, y'all know how one. the movie theaters are. I was like, hold on, I'll pay for mine. Don't try to <laughs> just guilt me out of my seat. <laughs> that's incredible. I think that's a pretty good ending. Yeah, I think so too. Anything else you want to say or cover? Any questions for us? Uh, no questions, um, but I am happy to uh, be on you guys' podcast. I guess I got to give it a listen, see you what do. you guys are you talking about. Do. Absolutely. Yeah, we have an interview with a special person, a special person in your life that you'll want to listen to, and it's not Titus. So, oh, I mean, we can talk about that. We, my wife's here. That. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we're getting, yeah. <laughs> we're getting her. Yeah, on. she's on next week. So, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. Actually <laughs> have a, we actually have a headset for her. She doesn't oh, have to oh. hold the mic so, the whole time. I couldn't get a headset, but she gets Wait, one. Wait, stop. Yeah, okay. Like, we didn't offer you that. So, oh, my gosh. All right, Gio. All right, Greg Oden. Legend. This Thank is so fun. Thank so you, guys. Yes, sir. We warned you, as we do with every interview, Greg Oden is the man. Greg Oden is silly. Greg Oden is funny. Greg Oden, I think he's the best slash most dominant player in Ohio State history. Yeah, uh, you know, talking to other coaches that coached against him, coach for him, you know, players that have seen him, they're like, Geo is just a different level, just a different breed, the most unique player uh, in terms of domination of games and stuff, and he did it offensively, defensively. I mean, people talk about some of his unbelievable dunks, but the thing that I was most excited about and I we talked about in the interview was his block against Tennessee because that just shows you um, the dude was willing to do anything to win for the team and stuff, and that just also shows how freaking unbelievably dominant he was. I mean, just the dude's outrageous, and he's the nicest guy ever. Um, super, super fun interview. Uh, looking forward to seeing what he does in the future, but, um, you know, yeah, he's the, the most interesting man because uh, the dude does just about everything and has fun doing it. That just about wraps it up for this week's episode of the show. You know, we have another awesome episode coming next week. It's our final of our recordings from when we went to... On that little road trip. Little road trip to Columbus. It's, so our final guest from that you're going to enjoy very much. And, of course, next time you hear from us, we will know officially that Ohio State is the Big Ten champs. It will not just be speculation. It's true. And we will know where they will be playing, and who they will be playing in the playoffs. So we'll, of course, break it down and discuss that a little bit. But most importantly, I will be going to North Carolina to watch um, Ohio State play at UNC because um, 
going with with Scotty Lane, my dad. Uh, he's a big stadium guy, so he wants to uh, um, experience all the different stadiums he can. And obviously, the Dean the Dean Dome is is definitely one of those. So um, I'm super excited about that. Um, that should be an absolute blast. We'll definitely know if the if the Buckeye basketball team, uh, the Basket Bucks, are uh, if they're for real after that game, which I think we both agree that they uh, that they will be because. Um, defense travels and, uh, you know, North Carolina has looked pedestrian the last couple games that they've been out there. So should be super, super exciting. I'm excited um, to see DJ Carton and Cole Anthony. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. But the most important thing is I got to win this fantasy matchup that I have right now. Um, it's the week before the playoffs. My team had a 60-point cushion to have most points in the league, which gets their money back in our league. And uh, my team is shitting the bed. So um, not only will I, I maybe might not um, – <laughs> have the most points in the league, I might get bumped from out of the playoffs in what would be the craziest um, swing of events since um, Michigan last beat Ohio State. Fans, tell us on Twitter, who would you rather see miss the playoff, Joey or Ohio State? <laughs> Buckle up. I mean, I would sacrifice my fantasy <laughs> team. if I, I, don't, I mean, maybe. I don't, it's a lot of money to be won. But uh, we don't gamble. We don't gamble, and we definitely – neither of us have money on Ohio State winning the national championship in either sport. Buckle up. I don't, so – Buckle up and drive away. Buckle up and drive away.